Hi everyone, it's TYP here. It's a uh, 2022 episode uh, 177. Um, I probably should say one one in 2022. This is hopefully there's more than one episode in 2022. <laughs> so this is late February. It is 2022 though. Yeah, we're, we're past the two 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 event, which uh, some people seem very amused by. Um, but yeah, I got James Jones with me this time. Hi. How you doing, James? I'm doing all right. Yourself? Eh, thanks for doing this on short notice. No, it's fine. I, I enjoy doing them. I think the last one I did was probably, what, 2000? Probably, yeah. That's probably only six episodes ago, right? <laughs> Not too far. Maybe. Uh, yeah, usual format, guys. About five games, three songs per game. you got to figure out the game. Because if you don't, I will be very disappointed. <laughs> I'm also disappointed in myself because I realized they didn't write a bonus question for the last game I picked, but I have time. I, I have uh, three game, three songs worth to, to choose something. I think I can figure that out, right? I'll figure that out as while a, you guys are listening. How about that? As a podcast producer, I often figure out what I'm going to do as I'm doing it. It's fine. It never goes wrong. It's called experience. Oh, it's an experience, <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right, here we go. First song. Are you energized for this episode? Uh, well, I would be, but uh, I I could not hear that song. Oh no! I, I sent a message and I'm like, God damn it! What the hell? I could like very very faintly hear something sometimes. All right, I didn't properly test. Um, <laughs> crap! I've got a really high barrier of difficulty on this game. It's all good. It's all good. I, I was I was just trying to hold in a laugh.
Okay, now are you amped for this episode? Yeah. There we go. (laughs) I don't know how I'm going to edit that in post, but yeah. Oh. Uh, the good news is I didn't I didn't know the song anyway, so um, whatever difficulties I had hearing it, completely irrelevant. All right, good. Sorry, James. Um, That's all right. You can actually. Whoa, Whoa, I can can hear myself myself now. now. What? Yeah. (laughs) Well, maybe it stopped. I think it stopped. For a minute, I could could hear myself. That was weird.
Okay. So uh, that was the third song for listeners at home. I don't know if we can call it the third song for James. Um, maybe <laughs> so, the second and a half song. Second and, and a I half. I also forgot to give you the hint question, didn't I? You did, but that's okay. We were fiddling so much with uh, audio problems here, which I, I'll never solve the, the approach I'm taking right now for recording these things. Um, <clears throat> so uh, I'll, I'll give you the hint question before I reveal the game, just in case it helps. You, maybe you've already figured out the game. I don't know. I don't know. Um, so most of the main characters' abilities come from their ability to combine with what other entity? Oh. Uh, okay, Sorry. so... I'm not, I'm not giving you enough time to think about this because you don't have a third song to listen to. <laughs> That's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm... All right, so... Um, I, I have two lines of thought here, and they kind of converge in a very similar place, which is interesting. Um, this strikes me as a very late G- GBA slash DS Mega Man game style music, but that specifically points me towards Inti Creates sound palette, which means this could also be an Azure Striker game, like a Gun Vault game. Um, but I'm, I'm going to say that that sounds like it was too much for a GBA from an audio standpoint, because the GBA's audio could do some stuff, but it had some limitations, but a DS could have handled that. Uh, and I'm pretty sure you've used Mega Man ZX before, but that would leave ZX Advent. And that would kind of work with the hint question, because it's all weird biometal stuff. Um... But Azure Striker Gun Vault, I don't know if you've used any of those. Uh, I'm going to go with ZX Advent. Hey, man, you're good at this. This is Mega Man ZX Advent. Boom! A, a horrible, horrible, horribly BS... Uh, the game isn't horrible, but but the plot and everything about it... It's nonsense. In terms of plot line and, and the character dialogue is, is nonsense. Uh. It, really, it really is. It, uh, uh, what was it Techno Babble? I think ja- Japanese anime Techno Babble. Oh yeah, like Saturday morning quality at best. It's 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 turned up to at least ninety percent of what is the maximum capacity for anime techno nonsense. Yeah, I mean, Inti Creates is, uh, loves doing that. By the way, they, they must think they're like awesome writers. And I think they that. think they're um, terrible writers, and they've just leaned into it. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. It's like they have these. This this game actually has like actual anime, like uh, uh, animation cutscenes. So it's like this is like the apex of what they were trying to achieve with this whole series, oh, and, it, and boy did they achieve it! All I had Ugh. to go on was this was NT Creates music that was too good for the GBA. <laughs> that's you know that's good because you know it sure is an NT Creates game. I, I, sure I, so you know I'm late to the party with NT Creates kind of. I mean I I, I think I started mostly with the Blaster Master Zero games and, mm-hmm. and so I've been slowly revisiting a few other games that came out because this I'm playing the, the Switch version of this because I sent that you know they made that collection right of uh, Mega Man Zero ZX, series games Z- Z- Zero and ZX collection or something like that uh, yeah ter- a terrible thing to live in um, in terms of the collections game but um, boy I mean it's like it's sure you can sure tell when it's an Integrates game it's just like I'm amazed that just like Okay, you got the warning thing for each boss. 
warning. Wah, so it's like, I, I, yeah. And like the, the graphics have changed over the course of this series and then going into Blaster Master, but it's like the same thing basically, right? They just gussied it up a little over time. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it's just like, so I, I tweeted out at some point, like, warning, you were playing an Intro Creates game. Because that's, at this point, that's like what it is. Like, okay, I know this is made by Intro Creates now. <laughs> yeah, and there's like a very specific way they like to be a jerk. Yeah, well, and, and, and the bosses tend to, like, it's like, I don't know. I feel like this game, um, you'll have some bosses that are really easy and others will just spike up in difficulty. And, right. And I think this whole series struggles with the difficulty curve, and I, I gave up on that GBA games in the classroom because they just, they were just brutal. So I played those on the GBA and beat them at the time, and they were they were just evil. Like they were actual like this game might be evil because there's stuff where like if you play the bosses in a certain order, a boss that's normally a pushover becomes impossible because he changes as a consequence of what you did. Mm. Uh, just stuff like that, uh, which is cool. Like in a GBA game, that doing certain things and, and Mega Man X did some of that, but like can fundamentally change the mechanics of another boss's level. Neat. But, like, it's almost always to your net negative. Like, okay, we're going to make it worse now. Have fun. Um, I played them again on DS and was like, ah, oh, I like those games. And then I realized, no, actually, I hated those games and played them in Rookie Hunter mode or whatever they called it. And that was so much more pleasant. Yeah, I probably should have bumped down the difficulty. I mean, I, I've been slowly nibbling away at ZX Admin. I mean, it's, it's a weird game because it's this, it's like, what, the sixth game in the Zero series? Yeah. Something like that. And, and so there's all these things in the game that are kind of somewhat vestigial, right? Things that like they, they like a submission thing that was really heavy on like the first Zero game. It's so now it's like, well, why do you even bother talking about missions? It's like the mission is the main quest. Um, and it's not like there's a really solid through line with the same character in each no, game. So it's just, it's just weird. It's just, there's these weird aspects. And, you know, then, then there's the clumsy... Or, or possibly intentionally clumsy in some cases controls where I don't, I've always had this problem with Mega Man X and, and beyond where I feel like uh, some of the controls are like kind of like fighting game controls and so they're intentionally kind of hard to execute and I just I don't personally enjoy that there, there's a, there's some jumps where it actually is like timer button motions where it's like you, you slot you literally slide your thumb across from the slide to the jump button uh, yeah. to execute the timing um, and I remember there was there the original Mega Man X collection on PS2 and GameCube. So that did not include the two PS2 games. Um, I don't think it included the PSX games either. I think it stopped at, uh, at X. Uh, it might have included the PlayStation games. Um, it it um, put the jump button in the wrong spot on the GameCube controller. I and remember so you, that. <laughs> so you couldn't do the slide. And it, like, it fundamentally made that the worst version of the game. It's like this. This is this is terrible. Why would you do this? Um, and part of that was the beans. Like the, it, they just weren't. It wasn't a good shape for playing that game. But they went and like doubled down by putting the putting the jump. I think they put it on X, and slide was on B, so you couldn't like run your thumb from one to the other. Oh, okay. So, oh, why? yeah. Well, at least make it like configurable. Yeah, I don't think I don't think it was. I just remember being really frustrated all the time. Well, Entry Creates, I think, solved that one over time. I'm pretty sure that things are fairly reconfigurable in oh, yeah. Entry Creates games now, um, which is about the best thing I can say about controls and their games. I, I, 
I always fight with their games a little bit. I, I like them, but I, I've concluded that there are certain things about the the built-in engine and things that they have in some of their menus are just there's some clunkiness built into it. I don't know. I'm I'm bumbling around a little, and maybe that's partly me, but I don't think it entirely is. So some of the later Zero games, and I think the ad, so I never played Advent. I played the first CX as a retroactive like ten years ago. Um, I think part of it because because Advent got really rare because I think they only made a handful of copies. It's like they had this weird exploration thing where they wanted you to kind of wander around the world to find stuff. Yeah, they, I think they dialed that back with Advent because because it was a nice idea, but it was very arbitrary in, in ZX or ZX. I don't I don't know how they want you to pronounce it. But, um, yeah, they give this map, but it like just it isn't really a map. It's more of like a a, a, a graph, as in like math a math graph and not, and not like graph paper graph as in like a tree like computer science graph yes <laughs> right like a and bee so, tree like, okay so we go from area a to areas l to area z but it, I mean, it doesn't really tell you what door you go through or anything or even give you enough context and i think maybe if you're in the right power that gives you like a mini map kind of but i don't know just it was kind of arcane and, and that same thing came up i think in one of the Blast Master Zero games where I'm like, oh, I recognize this. Um, but it was going the other way, right? I played Blaster Master Zero 2, and then I played ZX, and like, oh, okay, I see where this came from in Blaster Master Zero 2 now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Admin doesn't... I'm not having that same problem with, like, where the hell do I go next when I'm playing through Admin? So I, that, I guess they learned something there, and I backed off. The trivia question: It didn't happen to be biometals, did it? Well, it's biometals, but specifically, um, what what's your your biometal? Oh, uh, so I know I know the biometals are all like Mega Man Zero characters, but I don't I don't know if it's like the X biometal or what. You would think it would be, but it's called Model A. Model A. Yeah, I don't know why they did that. I guess it's like, oh, you're the first model. I, I don't, I, I don't know what Weird. the thinking was there. But yeah, it's it's model A. Hmm. Yeah, you. I would have thought it'd be a model X, right? Right. For Mega Man X, but I'm pretty sure you're you play as mo- model A. Ah, good naming. Be- because indie creators. I don't know. It might be because Capcom. Or or maybe because Capcom. All right, we've talked enough about uh, a Mega Man game here. Let's go on to the next game. Thank you. 
Did we just go to the circus? Yes. Yes, okay. we did. Okay, good. Yeah, I'm going to need the hint on this one for sure. All right. Hmm. It's not going to help you too much. Sorry, I wrote a bad question. Uh, <laughs> what makes this game's North American localization in particular so infamous? Uh-oh.
Ha. Huh. All right. Any educated guesses here? Uh, I'm thinking about games to have weird localizations, but that, unfortunately, that's a long list. Uh, my my arithmetic here is this has a very specific sound profile in that it's using what I would infer are either Super Nintendo or Super Nintendo emulating wood flute sound, um, which leads me to believe this is probably some kind of JRPG in a high fantasy setting or a high fantasy setting action game. I'm going to go with, uh, it doesn't sound like a Square Enix soundtrack. It could be I mean, Square One. It could be an Enix sound profile. Um, I thought Actraiser for a minute, but I'm sure that's been used before. I'm going to go with something wild, like a, a Tales game from the Super Nintendo era. I think that's Fantasia. Is that your guess? Yeah, sure. Tales of Fantasia? Yeah. Um, first of all, I don't think that SNES game came out here, although it was ah, but came out in GBA. Yeah. Um, I probably have used that, though. Uh, no, this is the seventh saga for the Super Nintendo. Damn. You were really on the right track there. I love how you latch onto the sound profile. That's, I think that's, in a less formal way, how I generally go about approaching uh, radio trivia as well when I'm, like, when I'm guessing. Like, I really was feeling like, this feels like an Annex game, but I can't think of which one it would be. Yeah, this, this is... I guess it's sort of well-known, but I don't think any people have played it. I, I have actually played this game. You have? So what makes yeah. this North American localization so infamous? I didn't know it was infamous. I played it a long time ago. Well, uh, it, it's pretty infamous, uh, or, or at least according to Wikipedia and from what I've read elsewhere, uh, because they increased the difficulty for uh, North America, probably because of their, them being afraid of uh, renters, you know, uh, rentals uh, instead of buying it. Um, so they increase the enemy stats and decrease the player level up rate and stats when you actually level up. Oh, that, that would explain a lot. I remember it being incredibly difficult for very little purpose. Yes. Well, that, that was the reason. <laughs> In Japan, it wasn't that terribly difficult. Well, maybe it was still difficult. It wasn't to the same degree. Um, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Don't you Man. love that? I love it. Wasn't that a great practice, making games harder uh, to combat, um, not piracy, but to combat uh, rentals? Blockbuster. Yeah, I I remember that game being mechanically fun, but incredibly frustrating, and now I know why. Yeah. What a bummer. Yeah. Good job, Annex. Yeah, I I don't know if they would remake this, but if they would, they could fix that. I mean, they're remaking um, Live Alive. Like, there's apparently no limit. You know, it's, it's funny you bring that up because I chose this game um, several months ago before recording this. Um, and I just sort of deferred it to the next episode, which is this episode. Um, and yeah, this game has a lot in common with Live A Live, oh, yeah. Live A Live, Live. I don't know. Um, as well as, I think, like Octopath Traveler, all kind of. This may have been like what inspired those or maybe the same team worked on them. Very similar basic concept of uh, you can play as seven different characters. Um, in this game case, it's one of seven characters. Um, so so Square published Live Alive and around the same, I think roughly around the same, same time Seventh Saga came out of Enix. 
So I, I wouldn't be surprised if one inspired the other. But yeah, they're, they're mechanically, there's a very similar through line there. I would imagine they both inspired Octopath since the yeah. same comp- since that company is now both of these companies. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, I, I don't. This was created by Produce or Produce, but published by Enix. I don't produce know. exclamation point. Ex- right? Yes. Yes. Uh, Enix, produce! Enix tended to have more of the like kind of partners that do uh, games and they just publish them than, than Square, I feel like, but uh, yeah. back in the day. So Produce, the only other game I'm I'm familiar with that they'd made um, was uh, Brain Lord. Um, and the only reason I'm aware of Brain Lord is because I think like Johnny Metz uh, uh, talked about it on an episode of Radio Trivia. They did a bunch ago. of Super Bomberman games, if I, if I remember correctly. Uh, yeah, you're probably right. They, 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 but they were guns for hire, basically. Yeah. Great yeah. board. Yeah, but this game I, I, was probably one of the first games to have like a uh, a radar on the map and uh, somewhat not random encounters. Right there. Yeah. The, the you could see the enemies on the map, and, and it wasn't just like. You walk and it's randomly. Oh, now you're battling. Um, although I think that they've still moved kind of crazily, so it was kind of random. They, they, yeah, a uh, game used a lot of mode seven too in a JRPG, which was kind of wild. Yeah, um, it's a neat game. Wow, so you? I didn't think you would have played this game. Yeah. So you're saying it was you really liked it, but the difficulty was just a buzzkill. I, I was a kid. Um, I liked what I saw of it, like, mechanically. Although I don't know that I would have been able to describe that term at that point. But, um, it... I remember just thinking, like, this is really hard. Um, if I played it now, I might have keyed up on, oh, this feels like they were trying to keep people from renting the game. I I still can't believe that was, like, a, a business decision that was made that was actually executed on multiple games. Oh, a lot of games. Well, well, kids will put up with it. It's like, well, you're breaking your game. I mean, you spent like years or, or a year, maybe I don't know how long on a given game like this, but you know. And then at the end, is you know, oh, I mean, it's clearly the suits making the decision. But oh my God, oh, we've already bought the game, so you know, we, we got our money. <laughs> right? Yeah. There's no returns. <laughs> you, don't care, you don't care about your brand. <laughs> uh, whatever. I, I, kids put up with a lot more back then, and I, you know, even games that I played a lot of, like, wow, I, I mean, if I were playing Zelda 2 for the first time uh, as an adult, I probably wouldn't put up with it. Yeah, I, I, the first time I played it, I was an adult, and I basically didn't. Yeah. I mean, I love that game, but I can see why people like it. The trick is to <laughs> cheese in the first temple and get leveled up a lot. Yeah. The way to play this game is to break it. It doesn't break it. It just makes it so that the leveling up mechanic isn't a factor. There's plenty of other difficulty there. We're going to go on to the third game. Bye. 
I'm in trouble. I'm sorry you're in trouble. I got nothing on this one. I'm in trouble too, because I, I haven't been talking about the composers. There were a lot of composers oh. on Mega Man ZX Advent. I'm not going to list them all. But Norihiko <laughs> Yamanuki composed the seventh saga soundtrack. I, lo- I looked at I looked him up while we were talking, and it looks like that's all he ever did. Really? I can't find anything else. Well, surely he did other things, just maybe not in video game land. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe that was like a pen name for someone else. I found a picture, although his date of birth was listed as unknown, which is wild. Hmm, I'm suspicious. Yeah, I agree. There's some very good hints in that song. There are. There are. They've not helped me that much yet, but they're there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's a hint question. I think it will be a, a decent hint here. So, uh, several portions of this game were remastered and incorporated into what game for Nintendo Switch?
Okay. Um, so. All right. I, I have an interesting way I want to try to answer this. Um, is it possible I could answer the hint question and see if I'm in the right area? I'm going to break That's the whole game. highly unusual, but I will allow it. Is Mar is it Mario Party Superstars the game that this was incorporated into? Yes. Okay. So now I'm sitting here going, what Mario Party games on GameCube has he not used? Um, which is like, I don't know. I'm just gonna end up guessing. Uh, f five. Oh, I'm sorry, James. This is Mario Party Three for no! Nintendo 64. Amazingly, my records claim we have not used this game yet. This was that was N64 music. Late N64 music, yeah. That's really good. It is. Mario Party series in general has good music, better music than it probably should. But uh, it, yeah, I mean, this is Mario Party Three, I, the one I have not played on N64. The fidelity of that music was really good. I thought it had to be a GameCube game. Well, it's something like come out like what 2020? I mean, it, it was a late, not 2000. 2000. Sorry. Oh my god. Yeah, I mean, they they had done that, um... Factor 5 had done that MP3 thing at that point. So that, that might be what these are. I don't think these are MP3s, but they, they probably figured out how to clean up audio, juice more out of the CPU without, uh, you know, sacrificing the, um... <laughs> the rest of the game. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was Mario Party 3. Um, you were correct. Mario Party Superstars is a, a remix of sorts of, I don't know how many of the GameCube and, and N64 games, but... Uh, so it's it's five, I remember this from the PR, it's five stages from N64 games, five boards. And then it features games from the N64 and GameCube games, minus the ones that use the weird microphone. Hmm, okay. So I thought maybe he's like, maybe this is the trick question, we're going after the GameCube, because there's no way I thought that music could be N64. But, oh well, it was yeah. Um, I Mario Party Superstars. I, I really want to play, but I don't think I could justify buying. <laughs> I, I just I don't I'm not convinced I wouldn't play it with anyone. Yeah, I mean, um, it's and I'm I'm past the point where I'm willing to play a Mario Party game single player, which is what I largely did back in the day on N64. I um, did it too, and like I, I look back and go, but why? Why did I do that to myself? Yeah. But I mean, this game's online, right? The the, uh, yeah. the Superstars game. So, but even yeah, that's like I don't, I just don't play online with anyone. I should, but I don't. So, you know, if if you don't play online with anyone, you can go to the NintendoWorldReport.com Discord and try to find people to play the game with. I'm, look, I, this look, is this a valid is, point. This is my job. I have to promote the site periodically, and it it, it while I single handedly try to undermine it by producing a podcast. So it's, you know. Oh, oh, Luigi needs a friend. Oh. <laughs> I, I've had so many like, oh, you're so close, but no today. Yeah, you know, you're really, uh, you're hitting it very close to the mark every time. Or on it. I got one. So, yeah, you got one and, and um, you got the bonus question. I did. You got the hint question here. That. All right, uh, we're going to go to the next game here, which is uh, James' pick. Um, James' I might, is pick. I might, get, I might get this one. I, I in theory, know it. I'm not sure I'm going to be able to get the name right. 
I played, my this, I played this game and I have to kind of crack my brain a little bit, so it's fine. Oh, that's short. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I picked I picked some short tracks for this one. Pretty? Yeah.
I kind of want to hear the beginning of that song again because I could have sworn it went like, I'll take those long nights, impossible <laughs> odds, keeping my eye to the keyhole. <laughs> I could have sworn that's exactly what they quoted there. <laughs> uh, so th- this one, I'll, I have the question for here, and so I'm going to try not to fumble saying it. I wrote it down, and it's, it's kind of weird, so I've rewritten it a couple times. But uh, the series that this game is in uh, has a very fixed naming convention that lists the occupation of the main character of the game and the main character changes game to game and then the name of the main character Uh, this game was special in that regard for two reasons one of which is that it lists two people which is which was unique to the series at the time it is no longer unique for that what is the other thing that it is unique for I have no idea what the question is even. All right, on to the third song. Again, I I don't even know what the bonus question was. Um, sure, yeah, I I'll I'll give the answer to start with. So uh, the the game here is Atelia Esha and Logi uh, DX specifically, which is a Switch game that was originally a PS3 game. It's one of doing some quick counting on the Nintendo eShop right now. Thirteen Atelier games that they have released on Switch since oh the Switch God. came in. Um, and these things are super long. They're super long. Uh, they just keep putting them out because they basically ported everything from the PS3 on in the series to Switch. But just the fact that there are that many games that were made, even just starting in the PS3 game, or they, with PS3, that's that's amazing. That, that's quite the factory they're churning out games in. So Gust, the developer of these games, um, makes them on behalf of, um, I want to say it's Setmo Koei. Um, basically puts these things out annually. 
And every three or so games, they essentially reset the world and create a new setting and new art styles and new stuff. But then for three games in a row, they'll recast the main character, but basically reuse the whole supporting cast and lots of settings and stuff um, with some new content. But that's kind of how they, they push these things out. And they have a very dedicated fan base who consumes them annually and goes on. And like every good Koei Tecmo game, there's a boatload of DLC, but it's all cosmetic stuff because that's their that's their game. Um, is, is Tales on that kind of a cycle? I, I mean, I know they're pretty aggressive no. too, but it doesn't seem like it's that. No, Tales Tales is at least a three or four year cycle. Um, it's it's kind of amazing, but you, a lot of this game is played in menus because the whole idea is you are an alchemist and you're combining things to either fill recipes or modify existing recipes or invent new ones. So a lot of your time is spent with your nose in virtual books trying to figure out what to do. How to make the next thing you want to make. Yeah. No, uh, thank you. I, I actually enjoyed my time with one of these. This one, actually. The other... I've played three of them. One, the DS one was like a weird spin-off that simplified everything. It was fun. Um, this one was good because uh, the combat's really good. And then the one I reviewed for Switch is fine, I guess. It's probably the best way of describing it. Um, what makes this one special? Uh, so what I was saying is that Atelier is the name, is the, the profession these people have. Um, so all the games start with Atelier in the name, and then the second word in the name is the main character. So it'll be like um, Atelier whatever. So that'd be the person's name. So I mean, I'll just pick one off the list of thirteen that are in front of me. Um, but in this case, uh, Logi, the second character, so it's uh, Esha and Logi are two different people, uh, is unique because he is the only male character to ever appear in the title of one of these games. Hmm. Uh, they because the basically the one of the big selling points for this to some of its demographic is it's cute girls doing cute things. And I mean that in a completely non-adult-sounding way. It's just literally like, here's a thing of cute girls being happy and doing cute things together. Uh, so it, it's very unusual for them to have put a male character, Ford, in the in one of these games. Like they'll, they'll be in the background as supporting characters, but they actually made him a main playable character, which is the only time that's ever happened in the series. It hasn't happened again, which leads me to believe he wasn't very popular. Um, but they have the, done the dual main characters again since then. In fact, the game I reviewed for Switch is the other one that did that, where in that case, it's twin sisters. Mm -hmm. Now, you said this in, the name is DX. Uh, DX. Is it called Plus anywhere else? Because the yes. soundtrack you gave had plus Yeah, one. so it got a... It, I believe what happened is it was released on PS3, and then there was a premium edition or like an enhanced edition that was released later on PS3. Like, like a year or so later that got the name plus added some extra content the dx edition on switch is basically just that plus edition ported to switch and maybe a couple like little extra minor things thrown in okay very good um i, I stand by my assessment of that song being rip off the stick song there's a there's a lot of good music in the series, but it would not surprise me. I believe this this song this game in particular has like a hundred and twelve track album. So if there's some ripoffs in there, I would not be shocked. <laughs> uh, rip off clothing, 
Ori. Yeah, yeah. Inspiration. Yeah. All right, we got one last game here. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> first song <laughs> okay James, here's your hint question. Okay. So this game was released in close proximity to another game sharing the same name for a different platform. What was that other gaming platform? Oh, jeez.
All right, James, uh, work your magic here. All right, so math here is obviously trying to pull like uh, samurai music from movies of, I would say, post-war era and its musical theme here. So the question is, what samurai featured game? So that sounds like an NES sound palette. Um, but I can't think another game would have come out called Zombie Nation, which is the only thing that's popping into my head. It'd be amazing if there was one, but that name is so stupid. There's no way. Um, I mean, could it be like uh, the Kunio Kun game that's got samurai stuff in it? I can't remember what it's called. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm. I mean, it's it. It What's can't be like. Uh, I'm gonna say it's Legend of Kage. All right. Well, uh, you know, you're, you're again in the right ballpark here. This is Mystical Ninja starring Goemon for the oh. Game Boy, which uh, I didn't realize. Oh, that's Game Boy music. I, it, it came out amazingly late in the Game Boy's life because um, it came out right around the same time as the N64 game by the same name. Ah. Um, like late 97, early 98, I think is when this game came out. Um, and out of somewhat morbid curiosity, I, I wound up, for some reason, downloading this on my 3DS several months, uh, maybe like half a year ago, just out of curiosity. It's, you know, it was cheap enough. Like, yeah, I wonder what this is like. Um, if you've played the, um, the SNES game that came out in the West, the one that's, I think it's on, um, Nintendo Switch Online service, um, it, it sort of plays the same way, where it's kind of overhead, but it, I mean, if this would come out the second year of the Game Boy, I, I would believe it. it. It really isn't that sophisticated. Um, the, the music seems like a lot for a Game Boy game. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess tech-wise it is, but it um, it loops a lot, too. I mean, it's not very it, long. Yeah, no, I get that. Um, yeah, I, I'd love to know how quickly this was rushed out, or, or maybe this was, like, shelved for a while, and then said, oh, you know, we could have a tie-in with the N64 game. Let's actually release this thing. I have no idea, did, but... Um, did it, by chance, come out earlier in Japan? It was, like, 97 in Japan. Late '97, early '98 in, in North America, and, and so yeah. So so for those who haven't played that SNES game, you're, it's um, largely like a top-down or like three-fourths down view. Uh, you know, walking around, throwing uh, you know, ninja stars, and, and having like a sword you use. Um, it, it's really brutal, just like the SNES game. Just you know, you don't get that much health. The health goes pretty quickly. It's hard to regain it because I think you breathe. You may not exclusively get it from stores. That's pretty much when you get it is like when you pay money at a, at a rare store you encounter. Um, and so I I really cheese the save states to get anywhere in this game. And even then, um, I, I will warn you if, uh, if you're interested in this game. I, I I don't know if it was like level three or it's fairly early. I don't know how long this game is, but what felt like fairly early in the game to me. You reach a boss where it's essentially a, a terrible Mario Party minigame where you're supposed to tap uh, a button or maybe alternating buttons as fast as you can to win a race. And I, I just couldn't do uh. it. I could not do it. it. It's, yeah, of that era. So, um, I, and since, you know, it's a 3DS, I don't want to, like, hurt the system, don't want to hurt my fingers. 
Uh, I, there isn't like an easy emulated way to like do fast button presses. So I'm like, all right, I'm done with this game. <laughs> this isn't worth my time. So if you're interested in this game, I, I got to warn you that that does come into play. And maybe I'm just really bad at uh, those sorts of button pressing things. But um, unless you love them or are exceptionally good, I would not recommend it because it wasn't like a, a you know a softball. Uh, well, I'll just do this and you win. It was pretty tough. Ugh. Yeah, and in the original game, like I think you lost that game over if you failed it. Oh, good. Like so, so use save states if you actually get to that point, please. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I might have been losing life, but the maybe it was on my last life. Either way, that's terrible. And uh, yeah, so I, I can't exactly recommend this game. No. Um, it, it was an okay curiosity, but um, probably isn't even worth a buck, as far as I'm concerned. Well, <laughs> sorry. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, so that was it. Uh, that was the last game. Um, thank you, James, for doing this on short notice. And yeah, no problem. Thanks for having bringing me. Bringing a crazy Atelier name with uh, Sticks music <laughs> in it. And uh, <laughs> I'm sure it's not the first time we've had music that was highly inspired on this oh, show. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. I just happened to jump at it. It just happened to hit me right away. There's plenty of other songs that, like, that sounds like something else I've heard. Oh, yeah. This one, it, like, jumped right out. I'm like, oh, I, this sounds exactly like this other thing over here. You're not used to hearing it now. Like, in the NES era, it was it was rampant. Yeah, I feel like there's some stuff I got in my rotation that, like, yeah, that that sounds like something else from another rock. Maybe it was Sticks, maybe it's some other rock band of that era has a very similar kind of um, electric synth um, style style to it, yeah. It, it does feel like the lawyers have caught up, so they got, you got to be a little bit less overt mm. than some of the stuff you hear where that's like, oh, that's just the same song. <laughs> They just figured yeah. they'd get away with it on the Famicom. Yeah, they probably could. Okay, uh, yeah, so you can hear James every week, God bless his soul, on I'm sorry. Uh, Radio Free Nintendo, <laughs> which, unlike this podcast, does come out every week pretty regularly. We botched the Patreon podcast. Yeah. And, the- uh, you, and Guillaume was on there, who you heard last episode, which was like five months ago. But uh, yeah, so. Check them out. <laughs> yeah, please. We need all the help we can get. <laughs> you do it yourselves. I feel like I'm about to do an email <laughs> plug at this point. <laughs> that mailbag I got. <laughs> no, it's the other email address. Oh, oh, uh, crap. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm, email I'm your also... request for this <laughs> this episode or for there this we go. radio trivia to typ at nintendoworldreport.com. Please put radio trivia in the title if you do so. Uh, I don't think I used any listener requests this time, so I, I apologize. I do have a list. Some of them are really hard to actually track down the music for, so uh, it can be difficult. Yeah. Um, but do send in your requests. Um, with that, good night. Bye, buddy.
Mega Man ZX Advent is copyright 2007 Capcom. The Seventh Saga is copyright 1993 Produce Enix. Mario Party 3 is copyright 2000-2001 Nintendo Hudson Soft. Atelier Eska and Logie Alchemists of the Dusk Sky DX is copyright 2014-2020 Gust Koi Techno Games. Mystical Ninja Starring Goemon is copyright 1998 Konami.